Welcome back to BC Buckets Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Beach Patterson, and as always, joined by head men's basketball coach, Mark Figuera. Coach, been, uh, been a little bit since we've talked. How are things going since uh, a few weeks ago? Things are good, Bobby. It's National Tournament Week. It's what uh, it's where you want to be right now. Absolutely. I saw the the basketball Twitter page had a tweet uh, here this last week saying it's always nice playing this time of year and it doesn't get any better than this. So I'm excited to dive in and talk about it a little bit more. And we'll talk about our first round opponent uh, as we get moving forward here. But let's go back to a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I had a first round game uh, at the end of Wednesday or the end of February uh, hosted Dakota Wesleyan that came to Newman Flanagan Center in the first round of the GPAC tournament. Uh, and, and unfortunately came away with an 85 to 77 loss. Uh, a couple of guys that played well for us, though. I mean, look at it right away. Jaden uh, and Quinn VC had some really nice games, but uh, uh, just really disappointed uh, with obviously not coming out uh, with that first round win there against a, a good Dakota Wesleyan team. Now, you look at their stats, I mean, they're not overly known as a three point shooting team, but for the game, they shot. 50% from the field from behind the three-point line. And, and we're really led by two of their guards who haven't really been uh, the strongest of focal points for them this year. Yeah, it, you know, I'll tell you what, if, if, if that's the eighth-place team in our league, I think that speaks to how good our conference is. And, you know, I, Dakota Wesleyan played really well. And, you know, for whatever reason, they, they were a tough matchup for us this year. You know, we played them three times. They got us twice. And, you know, you look at there's some similarities to all three games. And the one that stands out to me is we had very poor starts all three games. You know, go back early January, we were down 10 nothing in about 30 seconds, it felt like, up at the Corn Palace. We were fortunate enough to come back and win that game. Late January, we played at our place, got down early. They're a hard team to come back on because they control the pace. You know, they're not in a hurry. Um, and, and so if you get down, you're going to put yourself in a tough spot. And, and that's exactly what we did again in the conference tournament. We were down 11, nothing three minutes into the game. And, you know, at one point it was 30 to 11 in the first half and, you know, credit to the guys, we got that back. It was 38 to 35. And then they made a couple shots late in the first half. We were down nine and a half, made a couple pushes in the second half, but you just can't put yourself in that position where you're down, you know, 19 points in the first half, odds are you're going to lose that game. And, you know, we, we talked before that game with our guys that we're playing a team that's fighting for their lives. You know, we knew going in, we were going to the national tournament. And I don't think necessarily that our guys just relaxed or anything like that, but there's a little extra motivation, a little extra incentive on the other side of things. And, you know, they played a great game. They had a couple guys shoot the ball really well. And every run we made, it seemed like they made a big play to stop that run. And so, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, it's disappointing to lose in the conference tournament. It's disappointing to get beat in the first round. But if you take a look at the big picture, um, when the dust settles a little bit and, you know, in the moment we were frustrated, we lost and whatever. But in the, in the grand scheme of it, it gave us a good amount of time here to get ready for the national tournament. And so we've been able to two different things. Number one, take a little time off, you know, not have to go every single day full practices, but also gives us some time to just really focus on ourselves and really hone in on some things that we know we're going to need to be good at 
when it comes time for the national tournament. So, you know, disappointing to lose. Wish we would have got that one and, and kept playing. But we are where we are now. And, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we talked. But now, you know, obviously after a week of, of practice, we know who we're playing. We know where we're playing, all those things. And so that's all kind of in the rearview mirror. And, and all that really matters right now is making sure that we're ready to go when we head down to Wichita here later this week. Yeah, so unfortunately that first round uh, loss uh, was a stinger. But, I mean, grand scheme of things, like you said, Coach, we're still playing the national tournament. And so, yeah, Coach, I want to transition now uh, to that national tournament game. Uh, we do know our opponent. Uh, we do know the time and we do know the location. Uh, so playing at Bethel College, the Threshers, uh, here at Garvey Center down in Wichita, Kansas, that's going to be happening this Friday, uh, March 11th at 8 o'clock. Coach, what can you tell us about Bethel College so far? Well, at the risk of sounding really stupid, they're really good. Um, you know, and that's that's something here for the last week or so we've been talking to our guys about is that, you know, immediately after that Dakota Wesleyan loss, we had a week where we didn't know. But we knew you go to the national tournament, you're going to play good teams. You know, everybody's there for a reason. And 99% of those teams, the reason is they're really good. And, uh, you know, Bethel – was a sweet 16 team a year ago. Bethel finished second in the KCAC this year. Uh, they won it last year, finished second this year. And, you know, that they're a 26 win team and that's not by accident. That's not by luck. They're, they're good. They have some guys who can really go, uh, you know, play a little bit different style than, you know, what we see in the GPAC night in and night out. But, you know, there's still some similarities there. They, a lot of motion stuff ball screens they drive it um they can really score it but they're really good defensively as well and you know they have a guy in, in Jalen Scott who was a first team All-American a year ago and he's he's a stats stuffer you know he averages about 18 12 rebounds six assists a game and at you know as a 6-5 big strong wing player you know he's a guy that you know gives us some potential matchup issues but they also have some guards who can drive it. They've got some guys who can really shoot it. They play fast in transition. Um, you know, so it's it's a good matchup. You know, two good teams, and you know, we'll see what happens. You know, it's they're they're good. They're there for a reason. They've been there before, and uh, you know they've they've been on a really good run here the last couple of years. You know, if if I think back, maybe seven eight years ago, you know, you didn't know much about Bethel. Bethel College because they hadn't done much in the recent past, but now, you know, their their coaches have done a great job building that program, and, and they've had some real success, and it, it's a really exciting matchup, you know, and that's part of the beauty of going to the national tournament is you get to see people you don't normally see, and, you know, I couldn't tell you if it's ever happened or the last time Briarcliff played Bethel, and so I, I think that's really exciting, and, um, you know, we're going to go down there locked in, ready to go. Yeah, and a 26-win team this year in a really competitive and solid KCAC conference down there. And you look and you mentioned they got second in their conference tournament this year. They lost to Oklahoma Wesleyan, who anyone familiar with the NAI knows that Oklahoma Wesleyan down there is a, is a competitive and well-known uh, program. So you look at it here, Coach. Uh, they're ranked. They beat them uh, a couple times and end up losing by 13 in the conference tournament. So definitely got a solid squad. Uh, that you're coming up with here on Monday to play against. 
but yeah, anyway, we're really, really looking forward to watching that one here uh, this Friday. And we'll talk a little bit more uh, about that game later on in the podcast here, but kind of wanted to, to jump a little bit, but still talk about the national tournament. Uh, and for anyone who is watching, I mean, coach, you look at it, there's five GPEC men's basketball schools that qualified for the NAIA national tournament this year. What can you say to that? And, and how much volume does that speak with how competitive the league is night in and night out, not only in the conference, but I mean, kind of on a national scale now. Yeah. Well, you know, Bobby, you've been around it long enough that you know how competitive it is in the GPAC. And, you know, when I found out we got five teams in, I, I was pretty excited about that. And that's, you know, you have to take off, you know, your Briar Cliff hat and think about, big picture as our league that's really impressive you know there's two leagues with six teams in there's two leagues with five teams in and then everybody else is below that you know I mean so I that you want to talk about the elite conferences in the NAIA I mean that tells me we're right there and and that's pretty exciting and, and I don't think I'd have to really go back and check I don't think there's ever been a time where the GPACs had five teams in the national tournament and so you know and even beyond that, you look at our sixth-place team in Doan, who's a 19-win team and was playing really, really well down the stretch. Um, you know, that's a team that, in my opinion, could go win games at the national tournament. And, you know, you look at the team they tied with, Morningside, team who's had a lot of success in the national tournament over the last four or five years here. And, and so it's great for our league. Obviously, it's great for our league if, if we go win games now, too. but that's it's it's pretty impressive and I think it speaks to the depth and the quality of our league from from top to bottom for sure it does and and you mentioned a little bit ago too I mean you've been fortunate enough uh, and I've been a part of both times too that you've been a head coach uh, to coach in a national tournament talk a little bit about how because obviously, unfortunately, losing the first round of the GPAC tournament, get a little bit of time to focus on yourselves, tweaking some things, just continue to get better and grow every single practice with what you guys are doing uh, as a team there. Talk about how many days or what that stretch looks like leading up to the national tournament of working on yourselves. But okay, now we know, hey, Friday, we're gearing up for Bethel. We know that we're playing them. Are you guys in the mode right now as we're recording this here on Sunday that, yep, our focus is 100% at Bethel? Or this kind of end of last week, Thursday, Friday, maybe even tomorrow, we're kind of wrapping up with things that we got to do Tuesday, boom, we're in a Bethel. How, how does that kind of work? Talk about that. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately. Uh, the last, you know, two times prior to this, we went to the national tournament. We also got beat in the first round of the conference tournament. And so, you know, I had an idea in my head, even Wednesday night after the game, you know, kind of what I think the best way to approach it is. And, and so we've been able to take some days off, which I think is really good, um, you know, to make sure we're healthy, we're feeling good, we're fresh. Um, for a week there, we really focused on ourselves Yesterday, we maybe talked a little bit about some Bethel stuff. Uh, we scrimmaged a lot yesterday, so we threw some things in there that, that they'll do. Um, tomorrow, we'll watch a little film with the guys, start doing a little more, and then Tuesday morning, we'll, we'll go through the scouting report um, and do all that, and then that gives us Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of practices to make sure we're locked in and, and ready to go on the game plan, what we're going to do, um, how we want to attack things, and so – you know, the nice thing about it is it does give you a lot of time. And even, you know, Thursday to Friday, Thursday to the following Friday, 
gives us a lot of time to watch film, prepare, um, make sure we feel really good about it. Because when you get into this situation, you can watch all the film in the world, but you're not going to be as familiar with Bethel as we are with the GPAC team because we play them twice a year, every year, you know, the players, all those things. But uh, that's kind of where we're at. Um, tomorrow's really the day we're going to kind of really ramp it up um, and be very Bethel focused, very Bethel specific here over the next handful of days. Yeah. And another thing I think would be interesting for the listeners to hear everyone always wants to hear kind of this time of year, like the ins and outs of who I wonder what this looks like and what the basketball scenes is doing behind the scenes outside of basketball on a national tournament trip. And I've fortunately been lucky enough to be a part of uh, two of them with you guys uh, and with Briar Cliff here. So I know probably not done yet, but one of my favorite days was, okay, what's the agenda looking like? Cause first and foremost, it's a business trip. I mean, I mean that first game, that that's what we're going down there to do. But I mean, it's also one of those times where there's other things to do outside of the days. I know back when it was in Branson, the, the Dixie Pete stampede rodeo, that was always fun. So what's, what's the agenda kind of looking like for you guys? Cause this is like a really big thing outside of basketball, just for the guys collectively. Yeah, we're still kind of finalizing all that. Um, you know, we're on spring break now, so um, guys, fortunately, don't have anything other than basketball going on. But, uh, you know, and, and it's different because this is the first time in a new format that we played in the national tournament. And, you know, before, for years, we were heading to Branson. And then for a couple of years, we were heading to Sioux Falls. Um, this is just a little different. You know, the approach, the pre preparation is the same. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to take off Tuesday. Um, we're not going to go all the way. We're going to go to suburban Kansas City. Um, we'll practice there Wednesday morning and head down. But, you know, we'll find something to do. we got a lot of time. We'll have a practice in the, in the gym we play in on, on Thursday. And, but, uh, you know, in terms of the specifics, we don't have a plan yet. You know, you know we're going to find a good restaurant to go to at some point. We'll find something to do um, Tuesday night. We're gonna go, we're gonna eat some KC barbecue. Um, shout out Doug Houston, Houston Contracting, college buddy of mine that's gonna hook us up there. But uh, yeah, that that's kind of it. Um, you know, with uh, again being on spring break, we kind of figured let's just go, let's get on the road. We don't have anything, you know. Guys don't they're not gonna miss class for anything. So let's go. Let let let's have fun with it. Let's enjoy being with each other because at the end of the day, you know, win, lose, whatever, you know, the time this team has together is very short. You know, I think from right now, the maximum amount of days is in the teens um, until the NAI basketball season is over. And so let's just make sure we enjoy it and we take advantage of every day we have together. Yeah, because every road trip is always fun, but uh, once you get to this time of the year, and you're, you're talking about a national tournament road trip, that's always the best one, and it's hard to beat that. So definitely looking forward to that for sure here. Uh, and, and we're going to work our way in uh, to something a little different here, Coach. And I know that since we talked last, uh, we had some GPAC awards uh, get handed out uh, since the last time we spoke as well. Uh, and all five starters got recognized, which is awesome. Uh, Jaden Klein-Hesslink, first team, all GPAC. Kyle Borhave and Quinn Vesey, second team, 
all GPAC. And then you had Quentin Vasa and both Connor Groves voted as honorable mention. So, I mean, that speaks volumes to the guys collectively working together. When you have all five starters getting recognized uh, from a very competitive conference uh, and a conference that's had five teams to the national tournament, that's a feat in itself. And that's just tremendous. Yeah. You know, and I've always said, and, you know, I probably learned this from my predecessor, team success is always going to be followed by individual recognition, individual awards. And, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And in a year where when you look at our stats, particularly our individual stats, there's nobody that necessarily jumps off the page to you, you know, unless you're looking at like three point percentages, then we got a few guys that jump off the page, but you know, our leading scorers averaged 12.5 points per game. Um, You know, but I think, the coaches in the league voted on that. And I think coaches in the league understood that the strength of our team was the team. And, and so to get five guys recognized, obviously that's incredible. Um, you know, I think there's probably 30, 32 guys total recognized in the entire conference. And five of them were, were Briar Cliff guys. And, you know, I'm obviously incredibly happy for, and really proud for those five guys, you know, and just going down the line, I mean, you know, look at Jaden Klein Hesslink. That's his fourth all GPAC recognition. He's kind of worked his way up from honorable mention, honorable mention, second team, now first team. And that that's a credit to Jaden, how hard he works. You know, there's nobody that in our program that works harder than him on a day-to-day basis. And then, you know, Quinn, Quinn BC was honorable mention last year, moves up to second team this year. And, you know, frankly, I'm pretty biased, but I think there's an argument he should have been first team. Um, but, you know, he had a great year. Kyle Borhave, you know, think back three years ago, he was an honorable mention all-conference player for us as a freshman, um, sat out the last two years, and now back. He's a second-team all-conference player. Um, and then Connor Groves, Quentin Boss are both their first uh, all-GPAC recognition and, and couldn't be happier for those guys. And I think the impressive thing about, you know, Quentin for sure is when I talk about guys' stats don't jump out the page, he averages seven points a game. Um, but again, I think the coaches recognize his importance to our success, and that's why he is where he was. And so I'm, I'm really happy for those guys. But at the same time, it's worth saying again that that doesn't happen if we don't have the team success we had this year. Yeah, without a doubt. And the other award I want to talk about and I want to bring up because you're a humble guy uh, and it's something that you'll never obviously bring up yourself. But, uh, Coach, you were very fortunate enough to win the GPAC Coach of the Year Award. And you look at every single coach from around the GPAC. I mean, really good guys, um, very good at what they do. But, I mean, congratulations to you first and foremost. And it's not something you're going to brag about. Pretty humble. Uh, but, I mean, congratulations. That's, that's awesome to win GPAC Coach of the Year. Well, I appreciate it, Bobby. And, you know, it's – I've been in this league a long time. And, you know, it's definitely an honor – from my perspective, you know, for 18 of the last 20 years, I've been in the GPAC and, and I have so much respect for this league, for the players, for the coaches, that it is an honor. At the same time, I'm going to say the same thing I already said. That doesn't happen if we don't have success as a team. It doesn't happen if we don't have a group of guys who aren't completely bought in to one another and bought into what we, what we wanted them to do this year. And it doesn't happen if I don't have a coaching staff that's really, really good. And, you know, Coach Forbes, Coach Saban, those guys have been big time this year. 
And so, you know, to me, that's just a team award and I'm honored, but that doesn't happen if, if, if our guys and our staff aren't dialed in this year. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I'm glad you said it, but yeah, big shout out to coach Forbes and coach Saban as well too. So uh, congrats to everyone uh, recognized by the GPAC. Definitely um, some big time awards there. So uh, shout out to everyone there. And then with that here, coach, we're going to move to our life rules. And this time of year, it's always fun. There might be a national tournament story that gets thrown into this might be something completely different, just relative to March. But uh, what do you have for us this week for uh, coach Figueres life rule? All right, so this is kind of a national tournament life rule. And, you know, when you go to the national tournament, you're going to see teams you don't see, you're not that familiar with. You're playing in a venue you're not familiar with. But I think an underrated thing, of you're, you're going to see officials you're not familiar with. And so one of the things we've already talked about with our players is, you know, the way you can talk to officials in the GPAC is different than the way you can talk to officials at the national tournament. But I think beyond that, if you're an assistant coach or a student coach, you have to be very careful about your reactions and what you say to the officials, because at the end of the day, they're going to talk to the head coaches, but they frankly don't want to hear a word from anybody else. And I've been guilty of it in my time as an assistant coach. Um, I got yelled at more than once at the national tournament by an official but particularly if you're a student coach, your best bet is to just stay seated and keep your mouth shut. And, you know, with your complex you have, Bobby, you're probably going to take that as a, a shot at yourself because you and I had an incident in 2019. But it's just a good life rule to uh, abide by this time of year. Couldn't agree more with what you said. In my defense, our All-American Jay Wolf um, for the entire second half is just getting hammered. Uh, so the one time that he drove and they actually made a call, I was, I'm just looking out for my friend and I care about the program. But yeah, no, I'll agree with coach there. Obviously don't want to put yourself uh, in a bad situation there. So um, definitely a good life rule for sure this time of year coming up. And then now we're going to go into the shout out uh, section here. And it's been a couple weeks since we've done the shout out. So coach, what, what do you have for us here this week? Well, you know, I've, I've used this before and, you know, I don't apologize for using it again, but you know, I just give a shout out to our guys, our players, you know, you think way back to September, these guys set a goal. It's been up in our locker room all year long. They wanted to play in the national tournament. And here we are, um, you know, so shout out to them. They've, they've been tough. They've been resilient. They battled adversity time and time again. And here we are, you know, with a chance to go play the national tournament with a chance to win the national championship. That's where we wanted to be. That's what they did. And that's a great credit to those guys. Additionally, you know, to the five guys who were named all conference, huge shout out to those guys. Um, Well-deserved. Um, and so that's, that's what we got. And beyond that, huge shout out to our women's program. Um, you know, first national tournament in six years for them. Um, you know, again, well-deserved, had some huge wins on the year, had a couple tough losses down the stretch, kind of similar to us, but absolutely deserved to be in. And, and actually we're going to the same place, playing in the same venue uh, just a few hours apart. So we're, we're looking forward to supporting them as we get down to Wichita too. 
Yeah, definitely a big shout out uh, to the women here and as well. And one more big shout out to Ben Jeffries on the Briarcliff track team. Won like his 27th national championship or whatever <laughs> it is. Guy's incredible. Won the 400 meter dash and indoor track meet uh, here yesterday. So shout out to Ben. Yeah, huge shout out to Ben. I know it's crazy to kind of hear his story. For those who don't know, he originally came to Briarcliff on a soccer scholarship, said he really never ran track or did any events. And they saw how fast he was on the soccer field. So someone said, hey, how about give uh, giving track a try? And obviously we can see where that uh, took him off to now. So, yeah, definitely big, uh, big time shout out to Ben. Congrats there. Well, my shout out uh, is going to be for uh, a former colleague of yours here. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Coach uh, Gavers down at Hastings. Uh, for those that don't know, he announced his retirement here uh, uh, about a week, week and a half ago. Uh, no longer uh, the head coach at Hastings. So I had the, the fortunate uh, pleasure of talking and conversing with him a few times, kind of picking his brain about some stuff uh, in my time of coaching there at Briarcliff and then also at Dakota Wesleyan. So uh, just want to give Coach Gavers a shout out there. Hopefully retirement treats him well uh, and his family too. So, Absolutely. Well, with that, that's going to do it for this week's edition of BC Buckets Podcast. Uh, super big time week this week. This is uh, – it's game week, Coach. And when you talk about National Tournament game week, that's huge. Uh, we are playing Friday night, March 11th um, at 8 o'clock in Wichita, Kansas at Garvey Center. And, and Coach, for people – I mean, number one, first and foremost, if you get the chance to go down there as fans, I highly recommend it. National tournament atmosphere is obviously unmatched. Uh, but for people that can't make it, Coach, uh, what's a good way they could possibly uh, tune in and watch it? Yeah, we'll, we'll put all the links on social media here during the week. Um, I think it's KCACsports.com or something like that. The, the Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference is actually the host of this uh, opening round site. There is a fee to watch it. Um, I think it's nine ninety nine per game, but uh, you can absolutely get on there. It'll be easy. We'll have it on all our social media. Um, and so, you know, hopefully a week from now when we record the next one, we're, we're talking about getting ready to go to KC. That's, that's the, that's the goal. That's the plan. And uh, you know, last time we were in that gym, Bobby, we came away with a pretty uh, crazy win. If you recall your senior year. So hopefully there's a little magic left in that gym for the, for the Briarcliff chargers. I do remember that, and that was an unforgettable game, uh, big-time shot, probably the shot of Nick Lutmer's uh, basketball career. Life. So life, yes, for sure. So, um, so yeah, big-time Friday. Both men and women um, are playing the exact same spot, exact same arena, both playing down in Wichita. The women's game, I'll touch on that quick here, uh, they have Mid-America Christian uh, University from Oklahoma. They are playing at the Garvey Center in Wichita at 2 o'clock here on Friday, March 11th. Coach, I would assume the same way to watch it. That'll be uh, on Twitter feed Correct. too. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, women's game will be at two o'clock and then uh, give you a chance to go get a bite to eat. And then right after that, uh, later on in the night, the men will tip off exact same place in Wichita, the Garvey Center um, at eight o'clock, taking on uh, the Bethel Threshers. So coach, awesome time of year. Uh, I'm jacked. I, I won't be able to go down there, but I'm going to find a way to watch it. I'm super pumped for you and the entire guys, which need nothing but safe travels. Uh, I was trying everything in my power to maybe hop on the bus there Tuesday, but uh, that won't be able to happen. Zero so, 0% chance I'm letting you on the bus. <laughs> I figured, but uh, wanted to throw that little tidbit out there. But no, Coach, best of luck to you and the guys. This is an awesome time of year, so enjoy everything. And then come Friday night, uh, we'll go to work.
Sounds great, Bobby. 